Hi, y'all. Welcome to Where's the Time Gone. This is our 13th episode. 13. Yeah. We've been doing this for a minute. Lucky number 13. (laughs) Friday the 13th is actually this Friday. Is it really? Yes. I'm scared. Oh, wow. They're doing free tattoos in the city. The 13th Not ep- free tattoos, but, you know, discounted tattoos. The 13th episode on Friday the 13th. Oh, <laughs> fuck me, bro. going to be wild. All right. Shit. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to be talking about minorities and steam and that Stevens. And I think it's going to... we got a good couple of people here. Yeah. We're also... This is also the first episode that we're recording on Woo! video. Shout out to Akash for volunteering to do this. Hey, this hey. Super, super glad he's here. I love you, Akash. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate um, the love. Yeah, so you know who I am, Julian Hernandez, uh, five out of five, doing the usual music tech stuff and leadership around campus. Uh, with me, I have DeJuan, I got Josh, and I got Akash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get myself in this. Like, I don't know if we're going to do like a... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, DeJuan, you want to start with DeJuan? We can do okay. little introductions around the circle. Um, so just a refresh, it's been a while, y'all. Um, my name is Dewan. I'm a visual arts and technology major. I'm a senior now, so I'll be graduating soon. Um, mm. Leadership on campus. I mean, I've done stuff with, with like the black population, so like BSU. I was on an SBE board at once, Black Affairs Council. Um, there's a few honor societies there. I'm an RA. And I'm going to stop there because I don't feel like, I don't know. I can't <laughs> think of anything else. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, it's me now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I am uh, Joshua Jean Hector. Everyone's calls me Josh. I am a three out of five software engineering major here at Stevens Institute of Technology and all that. Current president of the Black Student Union, as well as a member of the National Society of Black Engineers. I'm also an RA here. Um, I'm part of Gear Triangle. Um, I'm also a brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, a charter brother. Um that's pretty much it. I was, I'm just going to leave it at that for now. So. <laughs> yeah. And Akash. Um, I'm like, a, I don't have as much experience as you guys, but I'm a two out of five computer engineering major. I'm actually on co-op right now. So that's a lot of fun. It makes me have time for yeah. things like this. Um, don't really have to worry about homework or tests or quizzes. So that's honestly a, the greatest blessing I've had this semester so far. It just really opens up um, different perspectives. Um, last semester, I was a web chair for IUA. I'm still doing that this semester. Um, last semester, I was also um, a social media ambassador for Student Life. So uh, I'm exposing myself right here. But uh, Steven Students, uh, yeah, I helped run that account. That's like my main thing. Uh, <laughs> now, now we'll see who listens to this podcast. So if yeah. they see me around campus, they'll, uh, they'll know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are like the two things. And then I'm also a brother of uh, Sigma Phi Epsilon. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined last semester and uh, one of the best decisions I've made so far. So, uh, loving life right now. Did you say peer leader? Oh, yeah. You cannot oh. forget that. I feel like I need to. Everybody <laughs> okay. always forgets peer yeah. leader already <laughs> in their intros, bro. It's like it's like a part of our life. It's like, yeah, it's just like, it's like we my wake favorite, up in the morning, we're, it's just, like we're just, just peer leader. It's like a full time thing. Like, you don't even think about it anymore. <laughs> Sounds like a cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The> Steven's cult. <laughs> uh, let's okay. not talk about diseases right now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, so I do want to put this disclaimer in there. Obviously, we don't represent all of the minorities on campus, oh, yes. and these Facts. opinions are just our own and our own experiences at Stevens. Mm-hmm. Facts. Um, yeah. yeah. And if you have any differing opinions, we love to hear them. So, of course, listen, let us know what you think. Yeah. Anyway, so 
guess we can start with Josh. Oh, Let's, damn. All right. Yeah, start, with the, start with the engineer. Yeah, we'll start with the engineer. We'll start with the engineer. Guy. No <laughs> All what's right, your, cool. What's your experience been like at Stevens? That's a really good question. I mean, I feel like I've had a, definitely a lot of ups and downs here at Stevens. Um, definitely a lot of ups because I've definitely been able to break out of my own show, coming to Stevens and such. Um, basically, when I was in high school, I didn't have any type of leadership positions, and I was kind of just doing my own thing, just making sure I got good grades. And then, obviously, I had the GPA, high enough GPA where I was able to come to Stevens. And once I got to Stevens, everything kind of just flipped once I heard about the RA position because, no offense, but, you know, it enticed me because I could get free woman board. <laughs> and, my, my, and my first year, I was actually a commuter. So that's why I, like, strive extremely hard in order to actually get that position. And then from that point on, I kind of just got multiple leadership positions and it kind of just fell on my lap, pretty much. And I feel like now... I was I wasn't a national a natural born leader, but I could say for like right now, based off like who I've interacted with as well as like who I'm friends with, that I've become a leader that I'm definitely proud to be right now. Um, and that's basically what I've learned most of that Stevens. It's like being able to like learn more about myself, yeah. um, any more than anywhere else in my life. So yeah, that's cool. I definitely do want to say like I feel like there is no such thing as a natural born leader. It's like mm-hmm. you just got to step out, trust yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah, glad to see you did that. Because I've, I've known you since you were a freshman, too. Yeah. Seen the whole glow up. <laughs> yeah, no, I say that all the time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, well, that's actually, crazy. I mean, a freshman year was like a while ago. I mean, it's probably a while ago for y'all because y'all old as fuck. Yeah, but know, for yeah. me, it feels like I feel like I'm 25, even though I'm like 20. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, look at I'm that. Like How myself. much time you got left? Yeah, I still got like two years left. Exactly. So, yeah, bro. Don't even start. He only gets started. But. Uh, what was your hometown like? Was it like was the demographic similar to this or not? Nah? <sighs> That's like mm, not really. It was definitely a lot more minorities. It was definitely more diverse. Yeah. Um, the thing about me is that I really grew up in a suburban like area type shit. Yeah. So coming to Stevens, it was kind of just the same shit over and over again. Especially like during middle school, high school. Um, I grew up around like a lot of white people anyway. So I wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a different like environment. It was more yeah. like. I had to just adapt to where I'm at type of thing. And with society ever-changing, with people being more inclusive and diversity being at the forefront of a lot of things that we do here on campus, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad I'm able to actually be a part of that as well. So, yeah, man. How about you, Dawn? What was your... This is, like, actually the, the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up where... I grew up in Newark slash East Orange. Um, and the demographic in, like, the schools I went to, all the towns, it was basically, like, all black, really. I was around black people my whole life. So coming here was definitely like a culture shock, I guess you can say. Yeah. But it didn't bother me as much, but it bothered me, but not as much as I thought it would. Um, that's why I feel like my freshman year, like I was, like I was not doing anything, yeah. like at all. I was doing bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like anything else in like leadership, like I was not doing anything because, like I just didn't feel like I fit here, fit in here to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I was just like nervous to step out of my comfort zone at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've learned over the years, not even just in college, that you know, stepping out of your comfort zone is what's gonna do the job. So once I did that, that's when I started becoming a leader. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, it started when I uh, f- first did pre college, um, and then RA. But pre college was when it first started, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, that's that's about it. Um, how were you able to adapt from your old hometown to coming to Stevens? <clears throat> um, Okay, I guess we're being honest. Okay, so like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like for me, like I just thought, like I mean, I still do, but I just thought at the time, like everybody was like, just, like weird, 
because they they were different. I just thought they were weird. I was like, I'm not talking to you. Like, I don't really have time <laughs> to be adapting to this. Like, you know, I think y'all weird. Y'all don't really get me. Like, oh. <laughs> this, this ain't so my cup just, of tea. I ain't going to exactly. exactly. So I was just like, I would. I guess you can say I would avoid it. Like, I would just avoid like interacting with like white yeah, people. Of course. Um, and like, I mean, that wasn't. I knew that wasn't the best thing to do. So I just found ways to do to do it. And the best yeah. way I found to do it was just being myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if they don't understand me, they don't understand me. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that that's basically it. My adaption is just me being myself. Yeah. For me, like, Akash, you could probably talk about this a little bit too. For yeah, me, sure. when I when when I got here, I came from like a suburban town as well, mm-hmm. so it wasn't very diverse. Like, there mm-hmm. was one person that spoke Spanish and that it, I knew, and that was because they moved from Perthamboy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, like, there wasn't that many colored people. Like, period. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I got here, and here I felt like it was more visible, at least. Like, I knew people more minorities here than I did at home, which is, like, kind of crazy. Really? That's yeah, wild. For that me, <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I at least interacted with more minorities here, because the other part was that I did, like, marching band shit, which is, like, white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, um, it's actually not, though. It's not that big. Because yeah, in HBCUs, saying. it's actually really yeah, big. Exactly. So. Yeah, but, but for that... Town, it was, yeah, it was very, mm-hmm. yeah. It was just very not diverse. That makes sense. And yeah. Especially Old Bridge, I felt like it was very, you had money. And then there was, like, part of Old Bridge that didn't have money, but, like, they didn't really do anything. Like, they didn't get involved a lot in the school mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the the first year I did it, there was, like, two guys who were older that were from, like, I guess, like, we call them, it was Glenwood Apartments. And they were they were black and like they would make wild and out jokes on the bus all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that was. Like I had never heard of wild and out. So they would do family reunion, family reunion on the bus. I didn't learn about what, I didn't find out what family reunion was until like three years ago. Wow, what? Yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's how you know it's part of our culture. Black Facts. Culture. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was all of those for me. It was all of those. My entire childhood, it was a lot of like I love that. But I didn't know what that was uh, or see it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, my mom would talk about BB King. I never heard BB King anywhere else. Like, we didn't hear it at school or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of that. And uh, when I got here, it was like I dove in the bubble really hard. And for a couple of years, like I was really hardcore, like stuck in the bubble, mm-hmm. like really hardcore. Um, and the first year being PL um, was the first year that. I, like, stepped out of that bubble since I got to Stevens, which for me was, like, it was really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot about, like, just interacting with the entire world in general. I feel that. Because the one thing I definitely feel like at Stevens, it's really, really easy to stay in your bubble. Mm-hmm. It is so easy. That is true. And that's, that's whether you're a minority or a majority. Like, it's really, really easy to just get stuck in the bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the two main positions on campus that really push people to get out of their bubble are RA and PL. Yeah. yeah. I feel like those are the really only two things that kind of do that. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's even worse for like a minority being stuck in yeah. the bubble. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause not it, only do they feel lonely, like, you know, for us, we also, get like, cause they're scans. So. Yeah. And we get kind of, we kind of gravitate towards the bubble five times harder. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, we really don't fit in. Mm-hmm. So it's like the place where we really, really are comfortable. It's like, it's really easy for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. You know what I was thinking just now? Because I'm looking at I'm like, okay, cow, engineer. Like, you know, another <laughs> thing that adds on to it is being like, 
you know, a Cal major. Yeah, and I'm hoping to talk going. about that in a sooner episode because I've I've been talking to. <laughs> there's that's the conversation that I have a lot, especially yeah, yeah. with the work that I've done. I've been talking about um, like bringing the Cal networking event here and just getting attention to the school in general. Like, yeah. it's bubbles are really for me. I feel like they're really prevalent, mm-hmm. and for me, like. I always joke that I joined my fraternity because I came to the Domino's and Domino's event where we were like we were just playing dominoes and like I never had other people that I could play dominoes with other than like my grandfather. Like that was it. No, I feel that. I feel that. Um but I feel like I really got stuck in that bubble for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like just a back a piggyback off that, like the term of like the bubble. I feel yeah. like even if you get out of your bubble, quote unquote, you just get stuck into another one. Yeah. <laughs> at, at some points in time especially when you're at Stevens because I feel like there's just a multitude of those bubbles yeah. and everyone is just in one if that makes sense like no one is ever just kind of free-flowing through communities yeah. and things like that you're always a part of one community mm-hmm. like for me coming into Stevens like I didn't really have a community I was kind of like well I was part of the commuter community we'll call it that yeah. right and I was like always hanging around commuters and things of that nature but then once I become an R- once I became an RA and dwelled more into BSU I got more into the BSU community and then I got dwelled yeah. into more of the minority community and things of that nature. Um, and then after that, I joined frat. Then there's a frat, the frat community. Then there's the yeah. sorority community and things of that nature. Um, and all, and obviously, being a part of that bubble, that's always, it's just basically your comfort zone. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, get out of that, you know? Yeah. And as you said, like... Shout out to before when we were talking about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you gotta get in your stretch zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, as, as you said, like, your comfort zone and the two positions, like, RA and PL, you're forced to be out of your comfort zone. Like, yeah. you're not trained, like, no offense to PLs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But you're not going to have the enthusiasm on 10 every single time for Stevens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not going to do yeah. that. But it forces you, being a PL forces you to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, yeah. you're going to love your job. It's just that when you see it from the outside looking in, I'm not. I'm like, yo, what the fuck y'all doing? <laughs> you <laughs> like, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like, you're like, y'all gassing this y'all shit. Y'all gassing yeah. this shit out of this shit. But at the same time, like, if y'all love doing it, y'all love doing it, but y'all yeah, also getting yeah. out of your own comfort zone. And I have my respect for you for that. Yeah. You feel me? But also as an RA, for what we do, like, for example, me and Dewan, we have to talk to people about mental health all yeah. the time. We yeah. have to hold our own events that people probably won't even go to. We also have to, like, have these deadlines that we have to do as well as uh talk to certain people and hire management and things of that nature mm-hmm. that's just getting our own, getting out of our own comfort zone and then when it comes to RAs it's like split between on campus and lease housing and this is yeah. they, they, that's two different communities as yeah. well uh yeah. in terms of like vibe because on campus y'all got to be pro Stevens all the time and make sure freshmen are always okay yeah. while lease housing you, they could be you could be real with these people especially since you're able to tell them like and talk to them as if they were actually like real people and not just students because they got their own shit that they going that they got going on. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. While freshmen, it's like the first time getting here. So, you know, they might be overwhelmed by the independence and being alone and the new uh transition through yeah, Stevens. You gotta hold it down. And you gotta hold it down. <laughs> and they might be in that bubble that they're not being able to like get out of. And you yeah. gotta help them get out of that comfort that zone like, as well. That was something that for us was really prevalent being PLs. Like they always said like they're going to come at, like, one-third of your energy. Mm-hmm. That was why, like, we always push ourselves to be over the top. Yeah, exactly. Because especially mm-hmm. freshmen, it's like, if you can't get them to be even somewhat enthusiastic about the fact that they're getting into college, like, they just going to hate it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's too easy to fall into that pill. It's like, yo, I'm doing homework. I ain't got nobody around me that feels like me, uh, at least right now. Like, I haven't found those people yet. Uh, this is a completely new environment. I don't know what's going on. Like... It's really easy to focus on the bad, mm-hmm. so it's 
it's even more important in those kind of cases to focus on the good. Especially like with like doing those icebreakers early on, like it, yeah. it kind of forces them to introduce themselves and like yeah get that first bubble going, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like get that first friend group in, so that when they are going through the first month or so, they at least have the, those people to go to. So like, I think that's like the true value of icebreakers, like that most people might not even think yeah. about. Yeah, man. That's. I'm glad yeah. I brought up the like the RA slash like PL like you know purpose and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like for RA, the one thing that stands out right now, like in this conversation, is that like you can be an RA and be yourself, like you, and you can flourish. To be honest, like they will yeah. build, make you a leader by mm-hmm. you just being yourself, just learning how to be a leader by being yourself. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, that's I guess that was like really helpful mm-hmm. for me and my leadership here at Stevens. Yeah. I especially lately, one of the biggest things on my mind is just encouraging people to be. The most of them that yeah. they can be. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. yesterday on my Instagram, I was, one of the one of the lines I wrote was, um, "No one else can be you, so you better do it the best that you can." Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of thing, right? So, yeah, and especially I feel like especially for minorities, it's like you're the only one that can be yourself. Yeah, fuck. and especially for me, I'm <clears throat> one of those I identify with those minorities that like. Yeah, I'm Hispanic, but I didn't grow up speaking Spanish. <laughs> right? Retweet. Like, <laughs> like it's just it's that it's that middle ground where it's like you are clearly a minority, but you're mm-hmm. also clearly not from just that culture. Yeah. Right? It's like you grew up being, for lack of a better term, American. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. which I think is another mm-hmm. like I would say, like growing up. Like just a backpack off that, like I'm as I'm Dominican and Haitian. Yeah. Didn't really grow up speaking Spanish. Well, that's because I have a speech. I had a speech impediment. I don't have it now anymore. But um, something that was really like helpful to me when it came to like leaders um, was to have leaders that were of like the black race or minorities in general. Yeah. Because I was able, even though I didn't have that like a lot in my life, coming to Stevens and seeing like BSU and things of that nature and see students kind of take the initiative in terms of like being the footholders on campus like for example like uh jose angeles who unfortunately graduated um gabby uh gabby who also graduated the one who's the one who's about to graduate as well like people like that like i see them as like yo y'all doing shit on this campus like that i feel like i could do that too you know what i'm saying and that's why i kind of gravitate a lot towards and have a lot of pride in terms of being a leader as well as being black at the same time you know because not a lot of people see that especially yeah. growing up yeah. so and i think it's important to be that person it's like yo i'm this person and like you can do it too mm-hmm. like especially in the minority community like for me that's one of the biggest things is like yeah it's hard but i made it and so can you mm-hmm. kind of thing and i think that was one of the things that i was for me i've been thinking about lately about how do i want to impact people that come after me right mm-hmm. and i think that kind of goes into the overarching thing of the whole point of this podcast is talking with people that have been through a lot and like, yo, this is some of our experiences and you're probably going to go through similar things and you're not alone. Yeah. Like no one's, no one's special and that's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I was just thinking over here because it's so funny you mentioned Jose because right when you were like talking about like who you like look up to basically, mm-hmm. um, I thought about Jose because I remember my freshman year, um, I think Ship or LA did an event where they basically had like People blindfold themselves and then like you yep. talk to them like yep. Um, and he was a person I was like matched up with and like we were just talking about like his leadership and mind you I'm a freshman so like this is all new to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we had a conversation about just like leadership and like why he does what he does, even though it only impacts a small number of people yeah. um, at the time. And so I was like, you know what? Hmm. I think, I guess it kind of broke through to me. So, you know, shout out to Jose yeah. <laughs> um, for, you know, encouraging me. I feel like everybody's got those couple of people. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, for me, it was Ryan and Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, those are the, those are the OGs. Um, I actually just texted Ryan this morning too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I feel like everybody's got those people who's like, they made me believe that I could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important for us to do the same. Mm-hmm. And just not forget that there's other people behind us that we're kind of the role model for. You know? Yeah. That's facts. That's I forgot someone fact. mentioned that basically to me, like making sure that I have someone to, you know, take over the stuff that I've, you know, done. Yeah. Um, and you know I, that just, that just gets me thinking. And like you know, like who's gonna be the next person? And I kind of get that to the way I look at people or like talk to them. Not all people, but people <laughs> in particular in like BSU or that are black who show like they want to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I learned that I think that was last year, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been thinking about it this whole year. So you know, it's kind it's kind of stressful too because like you, you don't know you can't really predict the future. You can just see from what you see. Like you don't know if someone's quiet and could be a great leader. Yeah, so that's how I was like. Yeah, I was like that too. I feel like you know. for me, I feel like you can always kind of tell from the energy, though. I guess for true. me, that's I. I feel like everybody that I've, I can I, a couple people come to my head that I've seen since like freshman year. I was like, "You gonna be it?" Actually, Josh is one of them. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for facts, I was uh like I like I knew your freshman year and whatever, and uh yeah, we were having like a one on one or interview or something and i was just like this kid's this kid's gonna be one of those kids Mm. on campus Mm. Um, and there's a couple of them that i just i just saw the way just their energy Mm. that you just feel it like they give you a different feeling (laughs) Mm -hmm. not Not that i'm getting feelings from those kids (laughs) (laughs) that surprise you though like is there anybody that surprised you like can you think of anyone that surprised that may surprise you or has surprised you has surprised you yeah i can't think of anybody that surprised me he surprised me Nah, bro. <laughs> I'm not saying that like, like I didn't see it. Uh-huh. But at the time, like from like I said, like like he was like kind of quiet. Kind of, I was very quiet. <laughs> I remember that for a fact. I was like very quiet. But then again, he was always at the our BSU meetings and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I should have known. Um, but yeah, that that was just a surprise to me. I'm trying to think of if there's anybody else who surprised me. It's always mm. a surprise. This, I feel like there's always yeah. For me, it was, and this is the thing. It's like. I honestly feel like anybody can be a leader. Yeah. Right. And it, I, it's especially us being the ones in this room, peer leaders, RAs, it's extremely important to make sure that everybody <laughs> believes that anybody can be a leader. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the only way that somebody's going to be a leader is if they believe that they can be one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just a backpack, just a backtrack, because I wrote something down. It was yeah. about like personal legacy versus personal development. Oh, and yeah. I remember, That's huge. Uh, I remember um, like now, currently, since I'm the president of Black Student Union and I have a complete, all basically my whole entire e-board minus the one is all sophomores. And I'm like the oldest one, even though I'm only like a three out of five. Yeah. And I was kind of like tasked, like it was kind of daunting at first. So it was kind of intimidating in order to kind of task them in terms of being able to run an entire student-run organization as well as backpacking off of the previous administration, as well as, like, winning Unity and having all these events and everything. Yeah. Being able to, like, backpack off that and make them believe in themselves in terms of being able to, like, handle BSU because it's such a big name. I would say it's a big name on campus yeah. now. 
Um, and it was hard to do, especially since I was on co-op literally last fall. So literally the first semester, like where we're going to be doing all these organizations, I'm not even on campus. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And me personally, like I'm not the type of person to kind of seek out like who's going to be the next leader of BSU. I'm not the type of person. Yeah. I'm more or less kind of surveying the scene and seeing who who's dedicated to running an organization or who's dedicated yeah. to the organization itself. So it could be based off of like how how much work you do for BSU or if you come to the events. Because me, I'm just focused on making BSU as late as possible or yeah. making it as exclusive as possible. You know what I'm saying? That's my own mission in terms of doing that. And if I have a personal legacy at the end of it, great, but I'm not looking for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As long as I do the good work within BSU, that's all that really matters. And if it's able to impact somebody else, like the one said, like if it's able to impact somebody else and things of that nature, then great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if anybody want to ask me for help, then I'm, I'm all for that because I'm always willing to help other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm always trying to look for people and trying to look through people, quote unquote, not to be blunt, but whoever like tries to go for student-run organizations simply because they want a big name mm -hmm. rather than have the passion for what they're actually working towards. Yep. Yeah. So that brings up another point from one of the previous podcasts, passion. Yeah. Being one of the biggest things that you need to have to run or be a leader. Yo, just really. know what you're passionate about. Yeah, exactly. And don't try to yeah. act like you're passionate about something you're not. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, at the end of the day, the truth always wins, right? Like, yeah. people will see right through that. Yeah. And for, like, y'all, I'm be honest, I chase things that I wasn't passionate about. I like did you it. You do? Oh, you've done you did. I did it. <laughs> I did it. And even though I didn't see it, other people saw it. And for me, that's why I believe that I didn't get as far in the things that I wasn't passionate about. Mm -hmm. Because people can feel it. Exactly. Like, yeah. it, like, and even if they can't feel that you're not passionate, they can feel that the other people are more passionate. Yeah. I think that was something big for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's almost like you have to go to that extreme of realizing that to then come back and be like, okay, what am I actually passionate about? And like, yeah. refocus on things that you're involved in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I feel like for me, that was only the like always the one thing I remember. This is just, like everything that I do, like I'm passionate about. Everything that I like had like Ebert positions in, um, like I'm passionate about. Like I'm not gonna do it if I don't really want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about honestly, I'm thinking about Gear Triangle right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I actually, I I'm only on Gear Triangle Ebert for like this semester because I'm about to graduate. But that kind of just shows how much I do I do care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. There is a little bit of passion there. Like, yeah. I do feel like its purpose is very like you know it's great, it's strong. You know, it just needs some work. You know, I'm up for the challenge, but like, I mean, and it's it's like it's working, it's working. We're doing good. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. That just came to my head. I just literally got to think. Yeah. Refocusing <laughs> a little bit. Where do you think is some of the looking forward to to working on getting jobs and professional development? Are you on call? Currently. Uh, in the co-op program. Yeah, I'm in the co-op program. So you've, like, been in workplaces and whatnot. Yes. All right. So, like, doing professional development, getting in industries, jobs, uh, professional networking and development, what are some of the ways that you've been able to really do that most effectively as a minority at Steven? Mm. Is this is regards to, like, working within, like, professional settings or, like, in general? Professional just, like, settings is just, like, because I know, for example... Jose, his big thing's ship. He loves course, ship. Of course. Um, and I think for good reason. Uh, mentor and uh, giving people a place where they feel comfortable and a place where they may otherwise feel uncomfortable, especially mm -hmm. in engineering. Um, not very diverse field, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, 
So giving Hispanics a way and Latinos a way to kind of find people that they're comfortable with to show them the ropes and kind of get them in the door. So what have been some of the things for you to that have helped you get out there and be comfortable being yourself in the workplace and in professional environments? Um, I would say, like, most definitely would probably be the organizations I'm a part of now has yeah. been able to help me do that because being able to be myself is very pivotal in terms of where I am here at Stevens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you really can't fake being passionate. You really can't fake being a leader. You really can't fake doing good work, if that makes yeah. sense. Especially if you're, like, out, like, out there and being represented in any sort of leadership capacity or as a minority in general. Like, you have to voice your concerns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I go out to, like, events and things of that nature because I'm going to say that not any one organization really gets me to the point where I'm, like, I need to, like, be somebody else, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if I'm passionate about something, I'm going to go out and do it. If I'm passionate about something or if I'm passionate about um, supporting something, I'm going to go support it. Like, for example, diversity education, if they have an event, um, based off like Martin Luther King. I love Martin Luther King. I'm gonna go out to that event. Simple as yeah. that. But say if um IUA wants to collab on an event based off of like different foods within different cultures, at the same time, like I might not have as much passion as that other than Martin Luther King. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when it comes to like culture, and I'm gonna dwell off a little bit about culture, when it comes to culture, it's not just about food. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So Fact. there's there's that, there's that type yeah, of thing. Nice. Right. So when I got into a lot of leadership positions here on campus, as well as being a minority on campus, I saw a lot of people be kind of fake in terms of what they want to do and who they, who, like, which clique they are part of type shit. Mm. Yeah. And they kind of realized too late, like, yo, I don't have to be a part of this group in order to do good work, or I don't have to do this in order to do good work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So me, I was able to kind of build off my own brand from the ground up, being a person that wasn't really a part of any leadership positions or wasn't a part of, like, for example, I wasn't in step. I wasn't even in step when I got to Stevens. I wasn't in bridge or nothing like that. You right. feel me? So I had to kind of step up and be like, yo, how am I going to how am I gonna make myself different from everybody else, right? Yeah. And that being different, quote unquote, is just being yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's basically it's 100% it. 100% all it is. That's literally all it is. So me, like, I was like, yo, I like this shit, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's it. Simple as that. You know? So I like BSU. I got part of eboard. Fuck it. I'm going to be president too. You know what I'm saying? It's really yeah. that simple to me. Um, it's really no which way about it. If you have the time for it, then you're going to put good work into it. So, Yeah, man. Facts. So, Han, you've been here for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what, are some, what are some things you'd like to see from Stevens? Um, I don't know what I'm about to say, but my answer is probably going to be geared toward black people. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting that out there. Um, I mean, as of right now, I feel like we've we well, I mean, we as of right now, we've been getting like the coverage that we need, we deserve, like yeah. because it was just Black History Month. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that there's leaders that you know we've been bringing up who are Black, who have a face on campus, who have a voice, yeah. and we try to keep that voice there. Um, I don't know. In terms of like, I can think like several different ways. So I mean, they can always increase, you know, Black faculty slash staff. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's that's for sure. Like, so, you know, we have more people to advocate for us. Um, and just so we feel comfortable, especially for freshmen who don't see anybody like themselves. They see someone yeah. higher up like them, they'll be more comfortable. Um, for me, one of, going off of that, mm -hmm. it's like, 
in the music tech program, we take a class called music history. Mm-hmm. It's not music history. It's Western European music history. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, like, it's important. That's where, like, classical music came from, air quotes, heavily on classical music. Um, but also, it's, like, that's only one culture, and you, it's kind of, if you label that just music history and mm-hmm. that be the only class, you're kind of right. labeling that as the only music history that matters. Yeah, fact. Um, which I under- I know that they don't do that intentionally, mm-hmm. but I feel like simply having some faculty that could teach some courses other than just one culture, mm-hmm. I think is super important. Come back to your question. Um, you know, one, one thing I... When I go visit my friends at other schools, like Georgetown, Megan School, beautiful, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show their, you know, appreciation for the black students. Um, and they show that, you know, like they deserve, you know, attention. Mm-hmm. And one yeah. of the things that they have, they have a black house. Like they have a house dedicated to the black students at Georgetown University. And I think that is something that Stevens can do. Like for the longest I've always thought, I'm like, y'all could at least make a floor in the building for black students. So honestly, in the, in the university towers, whenever that comes up, um, <laughs> they should make have a black floor. Or does not even just a black floor have like several floors that's dedicated to like certain themes or like you know like guess ethnicities. I don't. Maybe we shouldn't separate it by like ethnicities completely. But if you had an option for a black floor floor, I think people would be like you know interested in living there. Um, uh, that would have. Hmm? No, I was gonna say the black house is just in terms of like it's like a dorm. Like it's like it's like, like literally interest house, housing. You know, like Laurel's yeah. like well, it's like literally housing. housing. Yeah, it just says yeah. literally. Like I have a picture. It says like black the, for black students. For yeah, black it's house. literally like oh. Laurel, but instead of women's housing, it's like people of color. That's yeah. fire. And that, that's like comfortability <laughs> on another level. Like yeah, there's the intercultural space, but like for y'all to have like a space for like that space, it's not even just a space. It's a house for black mm-hmm. students. Yeah, that's literally like that's. And the I think it's like it could be as simple as like yo, Jonas. People of color now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, when you, if you think about it, putting up a whole two towers, like, just, like, yeah. like yeah, take Jonas. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true Dedicate yeah. the whole damn thing. But, I mean, th- in terms of numbers right now, going based off of that, yeah. I think they should legit start off with a floor, see how that goes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's something they could do. It's measurable. Like, it's realistic. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. No, that's pretty funny. I definitely do of, think, uh, like, they're white people. Like, a legit area. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely Imagine do think, those like, vibes, though. a legitimate area of, like, for people of color, like people mm-hmm. who identify people of color, like this is your space. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like, because that's been a big conversation of a lot of people mm-hmm. feel that they just don't have that. Yeah, right now, that's very true. Make a whole building a student of color building. That'd be kind of. We better get credit for this idea. I hope. <laughs> yo, somebody submit that patent like right now. <laughs> hey, actually, yo, I'm putting it right here. Like this is copyrighted. <laughs> it's copyrighted right now. <laughs> I feel that's all up to the students though. To be honest, because yeah. I say like starting off with the Black Affairs Council, something that me and Dewan did, uh, as well as Grant, Portia, and Aspa, yeah. um, all the student uh, black leaders on campus and such. Like you can't really like have that without a black community, like a yeah. strong black. Community. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight. Like I'm glad that happened because we had the Latinx Council for like I think it was like a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, and I think one of the big catalysts for getting this kind of push in the black community. I, I honestly feel it was a fire came on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was one really big one. Cause all of a sudden, like now we have represent, now y'all have representation <clears throat> in Greek life. Mm-hmm. It's um, a shift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then especially <laughs> in Stevens where that's such a prevalent community, like mm-hmm. me being CGC president for a while, like that was something that we really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, just representation for different parts of the community. 
Definitely. Yeah. That's a good idea um, you brought up. What? About, um, can you, I was actually wanting you to say it again because oh, okay. like I was writing that <laughs> shit down. Oh, something that Black Affairs Council could do. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, saying because I feel like, stuff. you know, that type of initiative, it doesn't come from higher management because yeah. they all... Because they're not going to think to nah, do it. They ain't going to think to do that. It's not that they deserve it. They just, just don't think about it. They're, they're, they're too close-minded in terms <laughs> they're of like... They're in their own bubble, right? Yeah, yeah. they're in yeah. their own bubble for real, for real, because at the same time, like, they're forward-thinking with all these towers and shit, mm-hmm. so they're not thinking about the now. Right. And yeah. that the now is what we're doing within the Black Affairs Council when it comes to us. Once again, a disclaimer that we're not talking about all minorities here on campus, of course. But coming from my own experience, if you want to have a house or a space dedicated to things as such, like, for example, what Nasir did, he got people, like, together mm-hmm. and unified within one message, and he was able to get something to happen. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you want a space just specifically for black people, you got to get the black community together and have one voice and keep them unified in order to actually make some mm-hmm. shit happen. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. That's fine. It's like... People need to, and that's one of the biggest things with Stephen is, yo, people know how to complain. Yeah. yeah. People know how to complain, <laughs> man. Yeah. Complain about what everything. What are you doing, bro. man? You want to complain about what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, that's man. the problem. People complain, then it's like, all right, come to SGA meetings. Nah, bro, that's too much of my time. Exactly, yo, yeah. being an RARPL, nah, bro, nah, I don't want to get involved in this, but why don't I want to get my time? One mm-hmm. of the greatest things, like, someone told me, it was uh, Seth Mockries, the director of pre-college. Mm-hmm. He was, well, not me, but uh, to the pre-college staff. He was like, don't come complaining unless you have a solution. Like, don't, mm. like, well, yeah, I need well, to really think like that. Let that sink in. Yeah, right? <laughs> don't, complain, <laughs> don't come complaining without a solution, like, actually. Mm. Yeah, man. It really is that simple, to be honest. Or at least, like, willing to brainstorm. Like, a plan. Like, you don't even have to have a solution, but have a plan, bro. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, I see this as a problem. I don't really have a solution, but I want to get y'all in a room to think about one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's... Get the conversation started. Yeah, like, you, exactly. need, to, you need to start somewhere you can't just like complain about it. like can't be a keyboard warrior right <laughs> <laughs> yeah those twitter thumbs beat yeah OD <laughs> sometimes mm. facts like for example like i remember i just had a meeting with uh liliana like a checkup meeting and it was regarding like recent things I, know. Her. I love her so much yeah She's great. but in terms of um like recent events in regards to like the coronavirus and things of that nature yeah you know what i'm saying as well as like future events for bsu and I got an update regarding uh, Wild and Out and stuff, right? Which we just had recently. Yeah. Thank you so much for DJing, by the way. Of course. Um, <laughs> and reference to like Wild and Out, I feel like that was definitely, I feel like that's definitely overlooked because I feel like that's something that <laughs> not a lot of people realize. Like, we did us had a Wild and Out event on Cephas campus mm. and it went well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, <laughs> that's like, crazy to me because, like, as you said before, like the Wild and Out stuff in the back of the bus. You know what I'm saying? Those are yeah. all like black people doing that shit. Like Stevens, yeah. yo, come on now. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's for like me, not that many. You that know? was I got that from when we had the first like CGT showcase. Mm-hmm. When we had like eleven orgs here, we had like half the D9. Like it was it, we had like Alphas, Kappas, um, Deltas came, and then we had like a bunch of Latino orgs. Bro, and I remember the the first one that I did, we we played Dreams and Nightmares in Bissinger, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we literally shook the glass. Oh my god, that was the first CGC showcase. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that shit was insane. Wow. That it was, was literally insane, shaking. bro. It was shaking like it was like the wind of like I have videos like that shit was literally shaking. Yeah, man. Shout out to CGC. And we, had like 100, on we had like a hundred. We had a hundred people 
It was in so that many, room. Yeah. That <laughs> and was they were amazing. all rolling at the same. Yo, it was. It was amazing. And like we don't get that kind of energy. No, never. A lot. Like that was mm-hmm. not it. They were downstairs complaining apparently. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah they were. They, they, on the first floor. We were on the fourth floor. They yeah. Felt it, we uh, we had to try and there. find another place. Because yeah. they were just like, y'all can't be doing that to the glass. <laughs> well, I was scared. So I was like, oh my god! Like it, I literally like the further shot. It was, was like, literally like, yo, you ever seen like Aristocats? And that the scene where they're in the abandoned house and all the cats are like singing and dancing. And they start stomping on the piano. The piano starts falling through all the floors. <laughs> uh, That's oh what I think god. of, bro. But yeah, mm-hmm. great events. We, we got to put that on again. Um, that's always uh, necessary. Yeah, man, love that every year. Let, let people see the culture for the culture. Of course, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm excited to see what Wild Out turns into because I think the more like y'all keep holding it year to year, it's gonna it's gonna get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this year was kind of like a test, like a test yeah. drive, quote unquote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you think of Wild Out at a Stevens campus, like I thought it was gonna flop low key. I don't know why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, I kind of took it upon myself as well as my e-board and everyone else that participated to make it as lit as possible. Because yeah. when you watch videos of Wild and Out, like that's a different type of energy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a different, different type of energy that you do not see anywhere on campus. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, no, it's a so... completely different type of energy. I remember, uh, what I was at somebody's like apartment, and it was like a bunch of us PLs hanging out, and I, I was like, we were just people were putting like meme videos on, things that make people laugh, and I was mm-hmm. like, all right, let me put on a Wild and Out video. Uh, I put on one. Most of them was dead. <laughs> oh my god, bro. that's Yo, what I'm I saying. Was, like... I was dying bro it was like hilarious <laughs> no one else was like what is what did we watch <laughs> like, who let this man get the remote <laughs> oh man that's yeah. funny as fuck man that's it's like really funny to me and then the thing about it is that not to out the other i, I don't know if, like this person be listening to this podcast and shit yeah but i'm not gonna say her name but apparently someone complained right about the jokes and yeah. they complained about why people be like and i'm like all right, cool. <laughs> I low key laughed inside. I was like, that's crazy. You know, yeah, but that's part of <laughs> but, it. It's like, you know, when we're talking about being yourself, yeah, like you can't let that for all my minority friends out there, people of color, like if you do something from your culture and it just doesn't hit, mm-hmm. don't shrink back into your shell because of it. Mm-hmm. Like for me playing that while I have it, it's not like I shrunk and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm just sitting in the back and not doing anything. Like, no, <laughs> like you can't do that because then it's just. Because then all of a sudden you're, like, allowing your culture to not have a space. Exactly. Right? Like, be yourself. Exactly. All the time. Mm-hmm. And if it, like, they don't catch it, like, then it's like, all right, well, more laughs for me. Like <laughs> Exactly, yeah. But it was kind of funny because the person that complained, I don't know whether or not she did it, but we knew that the jokes at Wild and Out were, might be in bad taste or might yeah. make some people feel offended. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we put, we put a disclaimer in the beginning of the whole entire event, like, yo, if this is an event, get you feeling some type of way. Y'all, y'all have waivers. Y'all said it like three different times. We said it three different times. We're not professional comedians, blah, 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 blah. So this person took it within themselves to go talk to Liliana first. And I'm like, yo, that was your first mistake. Because Liliana was the one that approved this event. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, she was, I know damn well she got my back. Liliana you feel Liliana? me? Liliana. She uh-huh. improved the event on DuckLink, right? Yeah. Okay. So she knew what the event was and yeah. how it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then she said, like, yo, in actuality, in a deeper meaning, like, Wild and Out is very important to culture in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it exposes you to certain things in a very humorous way rather than just yeah. an educational way. Right. And yeah. it allows you to be comfortable with who you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you feel some type of ways about a white people joke, like white people be like, and you feel some type of ways about that and I feel like I'm attacking you, that's not necessarily the case. Because yeah. in actuality, I'm I'm trying to like connect with you because that's the jokes that I have in my culture. Yeah. You feel me? So 
you know, I'm that's not part trying of it. To be and it's also nothing, like, but in that space, it's like for us. So it's like, yo, I remember, I think it was Tony that was like, uh, made the whole be calling the police on our barbecue one. Oh, no, Sylvia. Oh, Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Tony was saying other things out of pocket that we probably shouldn't mention. Yeah, we're not going to say all that. We're not going to say all that. I was going to say, what you want to say? Anyway, uh, yeah. Like she said that one, I like, I was just, like one of the typical like old school wild and out ones that like yeah. everybody laughs at. And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that's like, it's just part of our culture. Like that's a thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not that it's not real. It's like, it's real. That shit happens. Exactly. Like it's it's happened in real life, happens in society today. So yeah. why are you fulfilling some type of ways about jokes that actually have meaning yeah. or actually are a part like of I've culture Like I've been now. at barbecues so, in parks because, you know, we hold them in parks because we ain't got big houses to hold them in. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, we would have police that were like, park police come by and be like, yo, you got to quiet down a little bit. They were complaining over there. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to play on the swing set with their, with their kids or whatever. I'm just like, all right. Exactly. Like, it happens. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man. Like, <laughs> I would say, like, while and I was definitely, like, probably one of my proudest moments being BSU president right now. Yeah. Uh, so because of the fact that that's, like, the one event where shit could go wrong so quickly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. quickly. I was like, yo, it's I was like, yo, all it takes is one, one person bad to joke. take it the wrong way. One bad joke. You know what I'm saying? And there were bad jokes that night, but people the took them in stride. They took them in stride was, and it was a good event. That's why yo. I was so happy, you feel me? But at the same time, props like, to the people you picked for that too. Oh, thank like, you. Thank you. That was uh Micah and Olivier who did that, by the yeah, way. They, they, picked they, the uh, people. they picked some solid people because mm-hmm. they knew how to take jokes and they knew how to keep it going. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like oh yeah, go ahead. I have something to say about Waz now. I was I was I keep telling like the e board um that like they should be like proud. Like you should be proud that y'all that event went well because like that was an event that wasn't done in the past at all. Yeah. It was a very, if when you introduce introduce a new event, like it's a lot of work. Yeah, it just really yeah. Is a lot of work. Not to not to I, I definitely do want to say there's a lot of other like great events that come in. We talking about Lana because it's it's the new one on the block. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a yeah. new one, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like being that it was a new event for BSU, I would say, I guess. Um, like, you know, it's hard to plan. And they had no blueprint, but it still went well. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. honestly didn't even know you was gonna be the host. But I think they <laughs> Um, the cannon over here. Wow, yeah. oh, stop it! But yeah, like <laughs> having that mindset for a lot of different a lot of different things too is like the way to go. And I'm that should that actually really should be your proudest moment. I mean, and then you, know, you got Ebony yeah. Night next too. So like, yeah, facts. That should be. That's gonna be like my it's a big challenge. Last it's a thing. stressful challenge. As well as like, man, it's like I don't even know why I'm so proud of it is because it's something like. If Wild and Out could succeed on campus, anything could succeed on campus. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel yeah. now. Because there's not many minorities here on this campus, you feel me? So, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of people could probably, like, kind of connect with that culture or with that show. You feel yeah. me? So being able to actually bring the show onto the campus, explain it. In an authentic way. In an authentic way. Yeah. And being able to say, <laughs> do it with students. Like, not even professional comedians or nothing. Like, not even Off Center was a part of this shit. Well, in terms of, like, performing. We yeah. had them co-host. Because they're a, a comedy it's, club. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, having people like your own peers come out and do a show for you type shit and yeah. have it be a good event. Because it's also, it for me, it's amazing, like, man. a lot of people that identify with us, they don't get too involved with Off Center because there's mm-hmm. so many people in Off Center that resonate with a certain type of comedy. Yeah. Right? So, it's like, while and out is like our type of comedy. Yep. It's different. Like, they ain't gonna get it. <laughs> they ain't gonna get exactly. And they just don't have the culture. Like, 
And that, that happens in a lot of things. Like, I don't go to audio engineering club meetings a lot mm-hmm. of the time because most of the people in that room, like, they resonate with a certain type of music and act a certain type of way. It's like, yo, like, not that it's bad. It's just, like, that's just not the environment that I enjoy being in the most. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. Like, yeah. And it's like, for me, it took me a little bit to understand why, I, like, just didn't feel at home. Like, I'm a music tech and I love music, but I'm not involved with the the audio engineering club or the the radio station that much mm-hmm. and for me i was like why not yeah. especially when they like i get involved with the radio station mostly to have shows right but it's like the shows that they put on they bring a certain type of act here and usually it's not a certain type of act that i'd be listening to on the normal mm-hmm. um, so it's like it's okay to know that just like a space is in your space but don't like true. give up on having a space like that because that place isn't giving you that space. Mm-hmm. You still got to make a space for yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's but, still underground shows that happen. There's still hip hop acts that like exist here, and we still go to the studio every once in a while. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And I still go to the audio engineering club meetings and WCPR meetings when when I can, and when it's like a subject that I resonate with. But if they're having like a punk rock concert, like <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull up to that. Yeah, facts, <laughs> yeah. facts. So you just gotta it, like we were saying before, like know what you're passionate about. No, it's not, and be okay with it. Exactly. As well as take your own strides, as yeah. well as make sure you have the wherewithal to just get out of your own comfort zone, one, because, like you said, you don't have to conform to this crowd. Yeah. You feel me? But do you have the wherewithal to create your own crowd, too? Yeah. Because... And also, at the end of the day, it's also, when you mm-hmm. go, when you're in the world, the world is just like a, we were talking about this, like, I think the last episode is, the world is just a bigger version of school. Yeah. Just a bigger pond. Basically. Right? You're gonna ha- know. You're gonna have to know how to interact with different kinds of people anyway. So, so true, getting yeah. the practice here is like facts. Great. Mm-hmm. I-, I know damn well when I graduate, yo, I survive Stevens, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can survive anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because I, have, I feel like I definitely had to do a lot of the shit like that I want to do, like for myself. If that makes and sense. And that's like, the one thing that I definitely I do have the help yeah. from other peers and other students. A lot of shit that I've done is like. Yeah. For myself. Yeah. And I definitely sense. feel like so, that happens for a lot of students. Like, Stevens is one of those places where you really got to do... It's it's a very DIY kind of place. Yeah. It makes like, if you like want something made. done, you got to you gotta do it. Yeah. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can't just... You can't just, like, oh, I want this to happen. And then somebody will take care of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you got you to gotta do it yourself. You really got to do that for yourself. If if you want to have a good foothold on this campus, as well yeah. as make, your, make a name for yourself. Yeah. Which goes on to a personal legacy. But at the same time, if you're really passionate about some shit, then your own personal development and your own, like, uh, work that you do becomes your legacy without you even doing anything about it, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sure. All right. I guess we'll start hitting some last words since uh, coming up on an hour. Okay. Anybody, anybody got some last words, comments? The way I ended it was, like, perfectly. Like, y'all were giving advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was only me in that last, next. Um, I was just thinking, I was like, you know, I feel like this idea of self-advocacy, like advocating for yourself, it's really good and get you far. Because um, if you want something, like, you're going to have to push yourself to do it. And no one's going to advocate it, advocate for anything more besides yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, literally just, like, self-advocate for yourself. Yeah, man. Exactly. I would say being minority on this campus, something I, like plain and simple, do you, boo-boo. don't let nobody else tell you any different you are a king you are a queen you are a non-conforming gender royalty 
do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. And the rest will come. That's yeah. it, man. Gosh, any last words? Just be yourself, right? Like, don't, yeah. don't like, don't pretend to be someone. And if you feel like you are, like, yeah. being self-aware is like the greatest thing you could possibly do. And just mm-hmm. like, like how we've been saying already, like follow your passion because that will lead you to everything else, right? Like even, even like life things, like don't like, yeah, chasing the bag is fun, but like you'll, you'll get to the other end of that and you'll realize like it's kind of empty there if you're not doing something passionate that you're not passionate about. So yeah, facts. you know, just be wary of that. And then mm-hmm. I have another thing. So for like the minorities on campus, um, I feel like we have a unique challenge of stepping out of our comfort zone. We're a very unique and different challenge. Um, to, of stepping out of our comfort zone. So all the more consistently in our yeah, exactly more in our lives too. Um, and then for me, even being an art major like at Stevens and in life, like that shit's you know different, unique. Yeah, we'll but talk those about challenges, that. <laughs> those challenges and like failures are the stuff that really shapes you. That's the yeah. stuff that really like makes you a, you know a better person, a better leader. Um, so it's, try not to avoid them. Like actually look forward to those challenges mm. and failures. So you know, yeah, and that's, that's all. That's all I have. um last words just connect with the people around you yeah everybody got their own stuff Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. whether they look like you or they don't they got their own stuff so you know be empathetic yeah be empathetic have some empathy everybody's got a heart yeah Yeah. all you gotta do is touch it (laughs) (laughs) that's a weird last no bad Oh my god! I wish I knew it was still his face just now. But you probably would. You probably that was so funny. He was like, just, just touch it, just touch it. I'm like, what? Uh, man. <laughs> All right, yo. So that's another wrap for uh, for this week's episode. Again, y'all can follow us on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram, J Remy HDZ. Anybody else want to show like Duan D U J A U N and two N's. <laughs> uh, mine's a Jash Smash So J-A-S-H-S-M-A-S-H Underscore On Instagram And my name uh, On Instagram is Akash Rana So like my, my, my normal spelling is A-K-A-S-H But I wanted to create An original username Just so like When people search me It's like It's just yeah. easier Like I feel like uh-huh. Like that's mine You know Like there's no numbers That's not like That's the first me Yeah Um. So it's A-C-A-S-H-R-A-N-A yeah, definitely follow our camera guy because yeah. he takes yeah. dope pictures. Yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, word. So, yeah, thanks again for tuning in and uh, see you next week. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We all love you. <laughs>